What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN. Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. So what's up, guys? What's going on, fellas? How's uh, quarantine treating y'all? Oh, wonderfully. It's amazing. No. Let, let, let me ask y'all a serious question. So, you know, in, in hip-hop, we recently lost uh, Fred the Godson. Yeah. Uh, condolences yep. to his family. Rest in peace to him. Um, anybody else hip-hop-related that that's kind of known that, that you guys can think of that, that we might have unfortunately lost? Who? There was the dude from the Bounce DJ from New Orleans who we posted yeah. on our uh, social. Yeah, and I know that we haven't lost, but that Scarface is battling it. Yeah. Uh, Slim Thug is battling it. A um, couple folks. But anyways, what, what I wanted to talk about is what do you, what do you guys think? Because I don't know about you guys, but around me and people I know, it doesn't feel like people are taking it as as serious in terms of like we all know there's a quarantine everybody's taking those precautions but i think more people are more worried about the financial which is what i kind of was was this whole time as well do you think um and and i'm po- i'm poising this to to like the youth like do you feel that they're desensitized to uh death because there's over 50,000 deaths in the united states we're starting to see, you know, where people you know, like, I don't, I don't know if I told you guys, but, you know, my boy Beats in the Hood, he lost his uncle in Peru yeah. to the virus. Um, and I know several people that have lost friends and family or, you know, and acquaintances. But I just feel like, do you think that coming out of this, do you think that um, kids and teenagers are going to, like, our kids are going to appreciate the severity of this situation that we were in? I, th- I think it's going to be really difficult, right? Because we say our kids are desensitized. I think we, as this well, we are. are so, 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 are never mind us. We're already a lost cause, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, got it. We're a lost cause. Like, what are the effects? And you know, my my daughter's a toddler, so maybe this isn't doesn't apply to her. But to to you guys, that your kids are a little bit more aware of what's going on. What do you think is the and for everybody's kids out there, the long term ramifications of of you know like. Yo, fifty thousand over fifty thousand people dead, man. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know if I told you guys this uh, comparison, but I was watching a documentary about the war in Afghanistan, and it was a documentary called "The Longest War" or something like that. Because we've been in Afghanistan since the eighties in terms of like fighting the Russians and all that. And in terms of the current war that we're in, which is still the longest war, the official current war. Yeah, we've only, and I don't want to say only, we've lost 
um, a little over 2,400 soldiers in that war. Wow. Mm. In the past, since, what, 2001? So, and that's a war that we're, you know, that, that there's vicious debate over, you know, there's all these policies, there's people, you know, like, willing to die over, you know, going there or not going there, like, all this, you know, it's war. But here, within the last, within two months, or under two months, we've lost over 50,000 people. Like, when you put that into perspective, it's insanity, and I don't think that, you'll talk to somebody who watches you know, one side of the spectrum of news and they're like, yeah, but the flu kills this many people. And this, you know, like, I don't know, man, are we all having the same conversations? Is everybody, you know, feeling like it's seeing it the right way? And again, what are the kids coming out of this going to feel like? Like, is this to them? Like, oh, you know, no big deal. I, I feel pretty desensitized by all the numbers. I think like if I, I look at the news every day, but quickly, just, you know, I just do a quick check, but I don't try to go down a rabbit hole with it too much. Um, but just even those quick checks and you just see these numbers, it, I just start to glaze over it after a while. It just feels like, I, I don't know if it has like the meaning sinks into me or not because I'm just seeing it all the time and hearing about it all the time. Um, how about you? Not, not to say that it's not um, catastrophic, but I'm just saying, like, I think for and so, like, kids especially, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're like, quite I think know the magnitude of it. As an adult, maybe it's our job to make sure it doesn't affect us because we have to, like, you know, keep the family safe and keep, you know, keep keep things moving. So yeah. in a way, it might be you know a survival mechanism to be desensitized. Right. Fucking yeah. say that word properly. And um, so but for kids who are still developing, I feel like that could be like we've talked about how video games does this to kids, and they see you know murder and killing yeah. and games, and then the school shootings after a while, over and over again, they're like ah you know like it's almost like a normal life, like that in combination with. Over 50,000 people dead in the country, whether you know someone or not, I don't know. I just feel like something's going to give after all of this for a generation of people. And we have children, so what the next generation that or the generation is going to be affected is going to be the one that our kids live in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is that? I mean, I can, I can only tell you how I'm analyzing it, right? Um, just from my own... Actually, I, it's probably a good time to talk about it just from a conversation I had with my son that I got prepped over here. But outside of that, like, I check in with my son mostly. He's kind of the middle of, of the pack, right? And so he's going to be seven. And I try to see how he's maneuvering, understanding, dealing with what's going on. And his vantage point... <laughs> Again, taken into context, he's seven years old. Right. He looks at all of this as a, a catastrophic, right? Like, we, we do our prayers every night together, and every night he's talking about, please, God, like, help people get cured and let's get rid of this thing. So he understands the severity of it. Uh, but as it impacts his day-to-day, -day, he is finding it to be very fascinating from – virtually connecting with his cousins that live in Florida, for example, which is something that 
he's never done before. Like it would be a casual conversation every now and again, but now they're playing games together every day. There's a lot of like, which is crazy if we think about it, but he's relating more, feels like he has a bond with people that he's only been able to see maybe once or twice a year on the normal, under normal circumstances. So from that perspective, sorry, fucking Siri's always in my business. Um, from that perspective, I think that's been a positive for him. And that's, he's going to take away from that, I think, a little bit more connectivity with his family. On the, on the flip side, though, the, the out of touch, like he hasn't been, we haven't gotten in the car together to go anywhere for us outside of our immediate neighborhood for at least a month and some change. So I don't know yet what the impact is for him about the outside world and the reality that there is there. But as far as where, where it's going to end up, for me, I think it's really going to be more about, I, don't, I still don't think the numbers, right, the death toll that we see right now and where it ends up is going to be as impactful until they're much older and they can compare the different historical events and say, oh, shit. Because it hasn't been that close to us as far as real death, um, you know, the, the worst case scenarios. Now, so I, I read this article about uh, a five-year-old that contracted the virus. In Detroit. And that shit made my fucking heart sink into my stomach. Like, I was just sick reading it. And it was apparently that this young little girl, she got sick, but she didn't have any of the symptoms of COVID-19. So the, and the, both the parents are, are first responders. First responders. Both of them, and neither of them were sick. Neither of them tested positive for it. So they didn't think anything of it. They thought she was just like, you know, she was just sick, but not with that. And then within, I think, three days or something, she got like a headache that wouldn't go away. And they took her into the hospital and she tested positive and she died shortly after. A five-year-old. And that shit just fucking scared the shit out of me. And so my, I guess I'm saying that because... I'd hate to be in a situation where, like, we, all of us, whether it be us as the adults or the kids, that people don't take it serious until it's too late. And that's, that's, that's the scary part of all this. Like, we, we're all kind of thinking we're kind of immune to the situation to a degree. Like, ah, oh, it's not going to happen to me. But what I'm quickly realizing is that 50,000 plus people dying in our country alone it's starting to, to like really come close to us. You know, it's people we know within the business we work in. It's, you know, someone, for example, Beats in the Hood, his uncle was in our film, Coming Home Peru, like I met him. You know, he was in our film. It's slowly getting closer and closer. And at what point are you going to be like, oh, shit, now it's me. Now I got to take it serious. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just scary shit. The young lady's name is, is Skylar Herbert, by the way. Um, she she was five, the, the young young girl, and uh, she, what she died from ultimately was some some illness in her brain. At the end of the day, she uh, had something. Yeah, I mean, she did have COVID, but I guess it, the complications of it affected her her brain, and that's what ultimately led to her dying. Yeah, rest in peace to her and, and condolences to her entire family, man. That shit is... And supposedly the family is going out and speaking about it because this is fresh because yeah. they want other people to, to know and, and, and... Get serious and, about it, right? Yeah, get yeah. serious about it, yeah. 
right, so we bringing in the homie. This is this is family, another family affair joint. It's the homie George Spitz from the Llama Beats yo, crew. Yo, yo. You know, he, he he's he's home team, but right now he's on the West Coast. He's got new music coming out that we're gonna talk about, and he's definitely a fatherhood. So George, man, thanks for joining the fatherhoods. Yo, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate George it. Spitz. Stoked to be here. All right. Um, really quick, before we get into any father-related stuff, let's talk about the new joint you got out and the music you're putting out. Yeah, yeah. I just dropped the, uh, my first actual 7-inch vinyl. Um, George Spitz featuring Slightly Stupid, a track called Two Stoned. Because um, you get two stoned Yeah, that's fact. Actual, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing every time, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been trying to keep it easy these days. But um, it gets the best of me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I dropped it with it. It has a so the B side is a brand new dub instrumental. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a dope little track. It's something else with a mixtape I did back in 2016 that actually has recognized in it. Shout out to the fam, uh, Reckless on that. Um, Kendall Morgan, Charles Hamilton. Just the tape I did, a bunch of like dubby reggae tracks, and yeah, got this one printed and did this special dub version for it it's pretty rad fucking stoked so, so slightly so. stupid as a reggae group if folks don't know thank you for that i yeah. didn't <laughs> yeah very and you, uh, did you you were touring with them right you were doing stuff with them uh 2017 no? i was doing monitors for them for the summer tour and i did front of house for a couple gigs too but um mainly i, I work with them in the studio I've, I've been working with them since 2014 uh, production wise and engineering, I've been basically producing on the last two albums that they did. So, 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 yeah, so yeah, yeah, people you want everybody to check that out. And, and George is a extremely talented musician, MC, producer, all of that. Like, and he's just a fucking hilarious dude when he's sober <laughs> or when he's too stoned. Now, wait, he <laughs> was, was George, uh, the dude that you were talking about when we were talking about the was it the rap dad challenge or with the yeah, holding, yeah, yeah. freestyling with the yep. kid yeah okay. yeah well, George what, what, yeah, what was the name of that oh uh, that was the dad jokes album uh yeah the, the last album I dropped um man it was sometime last year I can't even remember <laughs> but uh yeah yeah that was the dad jokes album and um it was an album I wrote for my daughter before she was born. She's right now. She's like 14, 15 months almost. Um, and I don't know. I kind of like, damn. <laughs> no, yeah. I got her on steroids. Um, you know. So yeah, basically wrote that album entirely for her before she was born. I, I wrote it all, put it together, kind of just like some uh, something to hope for her to hopefully hear one day when she's older and uh, kind of get a couple little messages here and there, a couple little life hacks, I guess, if you want to say, um, they're kind of embedded through the whole thing. Just good vibes. I don't know. Yeah. Something that for her to have. And what, what, what was day. the, what was the challenge that the, didn't you get like, it was inspired off of, uh, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. So I saw, I saw Freddie Gibbs All right, ready? fucking immaculate. Uh, I don't know how many bars it was, but, He's basically on a radio show, and his and he's with his kid, and it was so it was so nonchalant and so amazing, and the kid was so like, okay, this is just what dad does. This, oh, oh, he's doing what he does. Kind of like the chillest moment I've ever seen 
but the hardest bars. It was so sick. It was, and I was like, damn, I, he just inspired the shit out of me. And, um, I mean, I know he's not the first one to do that or anything, but yeah, kind of was like, that'd be fucking raw. So I did my, one of the music videos off the, uh, one of the singles off the album called, uh, Welcome to the World. Um, I just had Charlie, which is Charlie's my daughter's name, named Charlotte, but, uh, I had Charlie just kind of hang out with me, sit on my lap and we just, I spit the whole track kind of like, it's like a live version of the track. And then I challenged people to spit with their kid, the Rap Dad Challenge, yeah. Let, let me, I think I might have pulled it up. Let me see if you guys hear this, see if we can make it work, because I think it's it's phenomenal stuff here. So let's see. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, you ready? Y'all hear that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's Welcome see. to the world. It is a celebration, boys and girls. Welcome to the world. It's a celebration, boys and girls. Hey, Charlie, life is what you're making, bitch, don't you get it, mistaken, kid? Make sure to eat, but don't get caught up in the bacon, bitch. You end up with that fake until you make it mentality. And he's holding his daughter the whole time. There, just make your reality. <laughs> don't need for Mortal Kombat <laughs> and the cool mortality. Yeah, that was that, a couple takes. That was a quick. That was a quick uh, Instagram version of it. I know it was longer, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. Um, when when E mentioned you, I was like, oh shit, this is like dope. Like thinking I stumbled upon like a brand new idea and shit. And then he was like, nah, bro, relax, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vibe. Killer. No, there's the other homie doing the uh, the bars and a ba- baby, you know, bars and a baby. I think. Yeah. Bars. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. yep. That shit is rad, dude. Taking it to the next level. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure people have done that, right? Lots of rappers have kids. Just don't do bars, baking, and a baby. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, let's... Speaking no, no, of baking... Keep the cannabis... Sure <laughs> and, the and, other, you're, yeah. and you're single. Do you smoke in front of your kid? I was... Okay, yeah. So I was about to say that. So I keep that definitely, like, separate from uh, kid, kid time or whatever. But um, no, definitely not... Um, and it's more than anything, like, I've seen other people, especially me being in the studio all the time and being around a lot of musicians all the time, and especially, like, Rastas and Jamaicans, uh, you know, the culture's really liberal with that there. And in Europe, too, I worked with a French artist that he pretty much rolls up and smokes around his kid, spliffs, like, tobacco and herbs. But I don't know. I was just raised with the paranoia, and I don't want to piss my the grandparents off. You know, my parents saw... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to piss them off. That's real Latino shit right off. there. <laughs> yeah, it's some Latino shit. Um, I'll be stony around her sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean. We know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's usually like as it's wearing off or kind of like if she catches me in the studio and comes in or whatever. Mom tells me to hang out with the kid for a minute. It's definitely not as, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys know. It's it's nothing crazy. If you're, it's, 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 I would say it's even better than being you know drinking around your kid which the latinos are very cool with for some reason i don't know there's a lot of uh contradiction in the belief i think but yeah. uh yeah I, I definitely try to keep the two separate just to kind of mo- more than anything just to you know enjoy the moment kind of uh stick to what i was raised with i guess you know so do you, do you sorry no i was gonna say do you ever get paranoid um and and how like well you can take care of your daughter when you're when you're high? <laughs> um, man. Okay, so I guess I'll tell a good story. Uh, I went to uh, <laughs> the Father's Day. My first Father's Day 
we went out to uh, this place called Barcade out here in Los Angeles. And um, we went there. It was the whole fam. Everybody was kind of like a lot of the llama guys, a bunch of homies and stuff, uh, you know, just supporting the first Father's Day that I have. She was a couple months old. And I had eaten this edible earlier that day. Ooh. And I, uh, yeah. And I didn't, I guess I thought it had already done its thing and run its course. So I was like, all right, I'm chilling. And of course, mom was there and everybody was there. We were all hanging out with the baby. I was pretty much like running off playing whatever. It's like this bar where there's arcade games everywhere. So I was running around just playing arcade games. And I picked up the baby at one moment. And all of a sudden, I'm like, just get this overwhelming like fucking. I just got high as fuck. Like the waves hit me again. And I was just <laughs> baked out of, my, out of my head, dude. Just I'm like standing there definitely next to mom. And I was just like, for a second, I was like, I don't know, man. Playing games in my head, I was like, "Yo, what if I'm? What if I can't even just hold my baby right now?" I just—it was total paranoia. Like I was fine, but yeah, for a second, I was like, "What if I just can't hold her right now?" And I just like, you know, fucking—I can't even say it. I feel horrible. But what if, <laughs> like, I drop her out of nowhere? Just, but um, yeah, I was just being paranoid. Totally fine. Just a little wave that hit while I was at the barcade. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not too proud of it. Just, I don't feel too proud talking about this shit, Jesus. Uh, so, so thinking about the same parallel, right? You mentioned drinking, and that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, I, I would bet, and I've never gotten high on marijuana. Never done any real drugs. I mean, alcohol. Especially when you're saying on marijuana. On oh, marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, n- n- never baked. But um, but when you think about the drinking, no, you gotta right? call it the marijuana. The the, <laughs> <laughs> the weed. The marijuana. Um, no, yeah, I, but I would it, say it's easier to. I don't know if you were getting at it, but I, I would. I, if I was drinking, <laughs> then I would be actually concerned about me dropping the baby. But yeah, yeah, and and that's when it comes to the. No, I was gonna say. No, I was gonna say I was gonna put it to E because like E, you know, notorious drink champ. Like, does that come across? <laughs> does that happen to you? Like, you you raise the question to to Spitz, but I'm assuming you have those same concerns. Yeah, I don't like being around my daughter when I'm drinking. You know, like I don't mind if it's like. A casual like get together and my and my girl is there with my daughter and it's not like heavy drinking but like you know if it's like post drink champs or some shit like that i really don't want to be around <laughs> my daughter and we had an incident I, and i've talked about it a little bit that in the we, one time you know as new parents we we oh, got yeah. a, a little loose where we hung out and we we feel like we drank too much both of us and we were with our daughter and i felt super guilty about it to this day i feel fucking if I think about it, I cringe. Um, yeah. Because God forbid that you know these vices, you know, you do something wrong that that, that hurts your your kid. Yeah. Absolutely, man. No, I feel you. That's that's how I felt that day, especially with the edibles. The edibles just like another level. <laughs> any any level of smoking for me usually is like I don't know. I, I don't want to say like it doesn't affect me or whatever, but it, it's definitely not like drinking where you you can literally like be stumbling and fucking dropping yeah. shit or fucking running into shit or you know all sorts <laughs> what of kind of drugs are <laughs> hey dude we've like hung out stumbling play, dropping bro. shit running into shit I know shit. you got your water but <laughs> shout out to ESN with the water yo you always have the water on hand which is key and I and I've learned from you but um no yeah I mean usually usually with the smoking it doesn't get to that level but I definitely feel I felt guilty that day with the, on the edible tip there. And yeah, I, I understand that fully, man. I, I'm also, um, you know, aside from just like not, not being able to 
take care of your kid properly, you know, if you're feeling a certain way. I'm just also super cognizant of it from just my own memories as being a kid and being around a lot of family members and seeing them getting high and drunk and, and like a lot of bad stuff happening. And I just remember, I remember just being a kid and being, you know, scared, like, cause you, you know, you, you are watching you know, your family all of a sudden, like, why are they starting to act so weird or why are they getting sick? And why, you know, why is all this stuff That's happening? Part of the reason why I don't like to be around my daughter. And it, and it and it leaves you with like uh, I mean you know this is years and years ago but I still have those those remember I can still remember that feeling of being freaked out as a kid because you have no control over the situation and you see these people yeah, are supposed yeah. to be taking care of you um, you know things happening and so that always stuck in my mind like I definitely don't want to give that same kind of feeling or you know have that same kind of memory to uh, to my kid facts i i mean totally. I, I think about it all the time like i i don't you know being older now i don't really get drunk per se but there's moments where you kind of do a little bit extra with the drinking and you start getting a little bit too happy and you notice how <laughs> you're, you're not balanced yeah, until, until you notice it's too late right right no you're fucked you already don't notice but but i i see I've seen my kids look at me in those moments and I'm like, do they realize what's fucking going on right now? And to some, and I don't know if it's me getting in my own head, but I feel like they notice like something's off. They don't comment on it, but that shit to your point, like I feel like complete shit. And then I won't touch a drink for like months after that because of the, like, oh, the guilt. Man. yeah, I think it's it just, you, ha- you have to know how you, how you, how you are, right? Like, you know, you could have a couple social drinks, but you know, after a certain point, it's going to, it's going to change your personality. It's going to change whatever. So you have to be really, you know, you got to know yourself and how, and, and, you so, know, uh, what takes you into a new super E is not, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so you say this, are, are your kids, how old are your kids? They're like, I'm, I'm assuming they're a lot older than yeah, I've my got, baby or whatever. I've got three. I've got my youngest is four. She's four. I got a almost seven year old boy. And then I got a 13 year old girl. So the the, thir- oh, wow. the yeah, thirteen yeah. and seven for sure are like, yo, this dude is wild. He's right on now. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was just thinking. I'm like, dude, I I know that at one point soon when she starts getting more cognitive, I'd be even more, you know, I guess weary of being like that around her, especially if she's something that she could tell. Um, I'd be more concerned with the drinks. I'm pretty biased with the whole weed thing, obviously. Um, I think it's been overhyped. I hate the stigma around it. It doesn't really, like, uh, what's the word, put you out of commission as hard as the alcohol or anywhere near as hard, especially if you're, yeah, like, I agree. I agree. doing yeah. it all the time or whatever. Or it's, like, something that, you it, you know, if, you're get, if it's the first time you're getting stoned and you're around your kid, just for your own sake, I wouldn't recommend it because you're just going to freak yourself out. I mean, you might be able to get through it, <laughs> but it's more of, like, a... It's definitely head games, but yeah, I, I, I um, even talk, dude. This talk alone is just getting me prepared. I'm like, I, I better start chilling out when she gets older, especially with the drinking. Man, I don't, I definitely don't want to be like that around her. And yeah, I would hate for her to pick up some Jordan, off vibe. Let me you ask know? you something though, because you brought, you kind of bring something up. The one thing that I have noticed, being that I'm, I'm not a, a smoker, um, is that my friends that do, and they, and like you said. They function really well, you know. They 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 smoke all day, 
and they function pretty <laughs> damn normal. The one thing I didn't have noticed is that I prefer when they're smoking versus when they're not smoking because when they're not smoking, they're fucking dicks. <laughs> so are you are you worried or should you worry that you might be a dick when you're not smoking to your kid? <laughs> um man that's a good question i've seen i've seen a lot of smokers get affected in that way and even more so kind of say it they even say it more than anything they're like yeah if i don't smoke i i, I they even say like oh if i don't smoke then i don't even want to eat or i, I kind of like get moody or whatever in yeah. my own experience for me i haven't noticed much of that but and i'm sure my lady can tell you my <laughs> shout out to my wife She'll tell you I just what I'll be moody whenever the fuck and and even when I'm smoking or not. But uh, yeah, I I could see it kind of getting in the way, especially like if I'm in in creative mode or something like that. I prefer to be. I don't know. It might affect right. it a little bit. It's I I've seen it affect certain people that way. Crazy. Mm. So George, yeah, you, that's, a, you that's have- an interesting. That's an interesting point about. Like, what is the real you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit gets kind of dicey. I, f- I feel bad for your crew, EFN. Why? Because <laughs> you said they're a bunch of dicks when they're not high. <laughs> yeah, man. I, would, I actually would actively be like, hold up, man. Let me find you some motherfucking weed right now, man. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Boris. You know, I was just thinking of hard. Boris. I was just thinking of Boris. <laughs> no, Boris is our, no, he's getting anything, pretty but... bad now, but... It's these yeah. lifelong <laughs> smokers, man. Like, I've gotten used to them being high. And, you know, when they're high, they're just happy. They're chill. They're creative, whatever. When they're all of a sudden, when they start acting like dicks, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Hold up. You ain't been smoking today. <laughs> <laughs> or they, you ain't holding nothing right now. Oh, shit. You know, it's just a whole yeah, different thing. Yeah, there's definitely a balance. Huh? There's definitely a balance. Like, if, you're, if, you, if you smoke heavy, that's more likely to happen, for sure. Yeah. But, um... I haven't, I don't know. These days I've been kind of chilling, especially with the crap that's happening now. I got hella paranoid with my lungs and everything. Um, but then I, the edibles, so I've been eating edibles. <laughs> but, uh, it just <laughs> hasn't been the high doses. And I'm with the baby all day here, you know, so, I mean, it's been, it's been a lot chiller on my end in that realm. And I'm sure that I'm kind of like being a father has a part, has a, is a huge factor in that. And I'm probably evolving into a less, Stony person, um, <laughs> stony person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to evolve trying into to... a less alcoholic person. <laughs> Take a look. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It's, it's, you know, especially with the kiddos, man. This is it's a new game for me, and man, I just yeah. When you start thinking about it and wondering, like you said, is this going to be something that my kid is affected by or can even remember? This is. I mean, yeah. It's not like oh, am I? Am I cool if I just do this tonight and it's just affecting me or whatever? You know, this is like a whole other thing. This is real life shit here. <laughs> we didn't get to talk much about um, your your daughter. So when she came into the world, how, were you guys prepared? Were you guys planning for her, or did she kind of just surprise you guys and you guys adjusted? Uh, we were we were prepared. We were we were trying. Uh, I want to say it was like the second month of trying, and. Uh, yeah, I would I would say we were prepared. I, yep. I don't know how prepared you can be. I definitely don't think I was prepared for what's happening right now. Um, I, I, you know, every day is like a new day, and I'm like, I didn't think about this shit or whatever. But um, it, we were as ready as we could be. I guess we were we were definitely thrilled to to give it a try and 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 bring new life into the world, man. Yeah, we were we were 
I don't know. I know it's not the same for everybody, but we 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 plan this one. Nice, good. Yeah. And then so, you mentioned the project. Um, tell us a little bit about Llama Beats and kind of what you guys are about, because I know it's a, a collective. What's what's a little bit of the genesis of you guys? Yeah, Lama, so Llama Beats is a crew of producers and a band. Um, it's made up of me, uh, the What's Good, and the Master Fade. Um, we've been making music together since about, well, me and Master Fade have been making music since we were like in high school or middle school, um, writing tunes. We've been, we've been in everything from like punk rock bands to fucking alternative rock, reggae, all sorts of shit. And, um, yeah, over the years I ended up going to spool sale for engineering. And around that time I was just like, what I, I wanted music to work on and everything. And I was like, fuck it. I, we can, I can make music. Why don't I just work on my own music? So I, I linked up with Jose again after college. He was living in, in Venice beach, California for a while and moved back to Florida around the same time that I was coming back from full sale. And we just started making music at that time. And then, um, I was interning at a studio called the Satai where I ended up assist- becoming the head assistant or whatever. And that's where I did my first engineering gig. Actually, um, met the what's good there while he was interning. Uh, we were both there at, like at our beginnings and that was, uh, kind of, he gave me a beat tape and he was like, dude, this guy is like, the king of fucking like he knows everything about like boom bap golden era hip-hop and he like bleeds that shit in his music you could even hear it he's like the shit at samples and chopping shit up so we linked up with him and it kind of the vibe came together we just started making beats together i started rapping over him then the woods good started rapping a couple years later and while all throughout this we were producing tracks for other artists um and we've been doing that since um, kind of balancing the two. We like a live act and we have our own project, but we're always producing stuff for different artists. Like, uh, obviously you guys know Mayday and work with them. Obviously, like I said, work with Slightly Stupid. Um, man, a bunch of other acts. Bartman, Kendall Morgan. Um, damn, who else is in there? So I don't even know who to mention. Michael Jackson. I'm trying to, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, dude, my, can't forget about my days with uh, with Michael Jackson, of course. Um, <laughs> actually, he has that video of him with the llama. I don't know if you remember that. But, um, oh yeah, yeah a, little, a, little, a little viral video. <laughs> that was the inspiration. But um, <laughs> yeah, 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 we were we were there. We were there. Um, Yo, George, uh, we're actually we got to get out of here right now because since we're all fathers, we're all on uh, on on children timelines right now so yeah, no, i, I want to thank I don't know you, if you hear my for joining us running around here. huh she's doing my little one's calling me too i don't know if you guys heard her this whole time she's just like yapping away yelling and everything behind me yeah. hanging out with mom That's a, but, uh, yeah, we're mom. all dealing with that so thank you for joining us cool, on man. short notice and i'm gonna catch you tonight me and you're gonna be on ig live but this will this will come out next week so thanks a lot word, homie. Word. thanks for joining us yeah, right, thank you guys. I really appreciate it, man. Much, much love to you guys. Keep it up. All right, and we'll talk again on here. We'll definitely have you on again for sure. Word. I'm looking forward to it. You already know I'm here, man. Fuck yeah. Right, you, man. Thank, thank you, man. You, brother. Sounds good. Y'all yeah, have a good one, man. Yeah. Take care. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. 